Good afternoon, Lafayette. This is Joe Cunningham here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542 if you want to be part of the conversation. And it's happened. Donald Trump has been indicted. The indictment has been unsealed as well as the Manhattan District uh, uh, District Attorney's statement of facts, which gives the reasoning, the, the facts of the case behind the indictments. I want to break all of that down for you. And I want to start by saying I've made it pretty clear what I think of the investigation and the charges before we knew anything today. And I stand by those assertions. However, because I believe in fully informed audiences and fully informed decisions, I'm going to give you every fact I've been able to find. Now, granted, the indictments were released to the public about 15, 20 minutes ago. I've read through them. I've I've glanced through the statement of facts. I've read a couple of analyses as to why this could still work for Bragg's office. So I'm going to lay all of that out on the table for you. This is going to be uh, as much of a breakdown as I can make it. And of course, your calls as well, 232-1542, if you want to be part of the conversation, your messages through the KPEL app. Lay everything out. Let you guys make your decision. Pretty sure I know what your decisions, what your uh you know, what what your conclusions are going to be on this, but want to lay it all out. So Donald Trump faces 34 felony counts of falsifying business records. Uh, So this is important. The charges are falsifying business records in the first degree, 34 counts of them. That makes it a felony. The argument is that they are going to argue this, that these were felony falsifying business records because of the way New York statute is risen. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, written. I'm getting ahead of myself here. The language of the statute says the defendant's fraudulent falsification of records can be elevated to a felony if, and now I'm quoting, when his intent to defraud includes an intent to commit another crime or to aid or conceal the commission thereof. Up to this point, the assumption was that the DA was going to build this case on top of an election fraud charge that nobody has brought against Donald Trump. The indictment does not make clear what the charge that they're building these felony charges off of will be. Everybody, again, has assumed this is going to be based on election fraud that everyone thinks Donald Trump committed by taking part in these payments to, or this payment to Stormy Daniels. Now, a friend of mine, Goes by Paterico. He is conservative, but very, very anti-Trump. He is a prosecutor, and he has written a breakdown prior to this of why it doesn't have to be charges never brought against Trump, but instead they can build the felony charge based on the conviction of Michael Cohen, who has been convicted of election fraud based on all this. Get to that in a moment. But here's what you need to know. 34 counts, maximum 
uh, sentence of four years each. As the Fox News report said, he could be facing, you know, over 100 years. I mean, they're not going to do that, obviously. Um, But this is going to be the start of a very long, very drawn out legal battle. And Donald Trump can delay this in a multitude of ways. His legal team is already preparing motions to dismiss, motions to vacate. They're looking at a change of venue. They're going to look at a change of judge, all of that. Now, they're going to look at a change of venue because Manhattan voted very overwhelmingly against Trump. In New York, Trump is a very divisive figure. And so the Trump legal team will argue that there's no way Trump can get a jury of his peers in a place that dislikes him as much as Manhattan. Staten Island voted for Trump over Biden. They will probably try to a motion to move the trial to Staten Island where they can find a more favorable jury pool to Trump. The prosecutors will argue against it. They'll go back and forth, hold hearings on that. That will take some time. The motion to dismiss will take some time. The motion to change a judge will probably come. Uh, The Trump family is alleging that the daughter of the judge in this case was in some way involved with the Biden-Harris campaign, and therefore the judge is biased. The judge cannot be impartial in this. They need a new judge. They will argue that. They will hold hearings on it. The judge himself will be the one who has to rule on this. So you're looking at 34 felony counts of falsifying business records. The prosecutor has essentially asked for the trial to begin right before the primary start. The Trump team is arguing that that's that's nonsense. They want to delay, but they don't want it to run right up against the primaries for obvious reasons. So how did we get here? Well, the it's the statement of facts from the DA's office that explains how they got to felony falsifying business records. And it does indeed come in line with what Paterico wrote at his substack, paterico.substack.com. I want to read a portion of what he wrote so you can understand what appears to be the legal justification here. Now, in the statement of facts... They mention that uh, hang on, let me make sure I get this absolutely right. It references Cohen's conviction, the statement of facts does, which means they're going to build the felony case against Trump based on Michael Cohen, who was Donald Trump's personal lawyer and fixer at the time, committing this crime. Now, again, it does make for an interesting legal fight because Cohen himself is a convicted liar. He admitted to lying to the feds. But here's what Paterico wrote on this case. Recall that the language of the statute elevates a defendant's fraudulent falsification of records to a felony, quote, when his intent to defraud includes an intent to commit another crime or to aid or conceal the commission thereof. The language another crime in the statute obviously encompasses a crime committed by another person. How do we know this? Well, you can't aid your own crime. You commit your own crime. You can only aid another person's crime. So the phrase another crime in the statute necessarily includes 
a crime committed by another person. Put another way, another crime includes another's crime. And if the statute covers falsification to aid another's crime, it also covers falsification to conceal another's crime. This fact means we can dispense with all the concerns over how Bragg may be elevating the falsification of business records to a felony based on a charge the DOJ never brought. The DOJ did bring the campaign finance violation charge against Cohen. Cohen was not just charged with but also convicted of a campaign finance violation. From the, from the press release announcing his plea agreement. In 2016, caused 200 and, uh, Michael Cohen caused $280,000 in payments to be made to silence two women who otherwise planned to speak publicly about their alleged affairs with a presidential candidate, thereby intending to influence the 2016 presidential election. Cohen pled guilty before U.S. District Judge Judge William H. Pauley III. So that is a problem for the Trump legal team. There is a conviction for trying to influence the election by making these payments to women to stop them from coming forward. Because Michael Cohen was Donald Trump's fixer, because he was Donald Trump's lawyer at the time and made those payments and pled guilty to making those payments in an effort to influence the 2016 election, that is the crime that Bragg appears to be building this felony case out of, which makes it a lot more serious for the Trump legal team. Now, on the flip side of all this, you have to understand that Bragg and his prosecutorial team have been at odds within their own department over this. Bragg's office had some high-profile departures as people disagreed with the legal strategy. The New York Times, the Washington Post, David French, other anti-Trump writers have all questioned whether or not this legal strategy could work. Now, it's very different now that the indictment and the statement of facts are unsealed and are made available to the public. But even if you are using an actual crime that somebody was convicted of and alleging that Donald Trump made uh, or or aided in Michael Cohen committing these crimes and falsifying business records, you still have a very monumental task in trying to prove that, one, he did it, two, that it was for election fraud. And I will get to that in just a moment, but let's go ahead and take this break of course, like I said, your calls, your messages on the KPL app. I want to address as much of that as I can. When we come back from the break, I want to explain why it's such a challenge for the prosecutors to make this about election fraud. We'll have that and more here on the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542 if you want to be part of the conversation so uh, a few minutes left, I want to explain a few minutes left in, in this half of the show, not the whole show. I want to explain why this is still such a, I don't want to say long shot, but this is going to be, uh, this is going to require a pretty Herculean effort by the prosecution team. What Alvin Bragg's office has done 
is they have brought this case to a felony level, and they and and they've essentially ginned up the number of counts by making sure that basically every piece of paper that Donald Trump touched in this paper trail to commit this business fraud is a count of business fraud, basically. So for one payment to Michael Cohen on whatever date, there may be three counts because one is for the invoice, one is for the ledger, and one is for the check. So you can, you know, easily turn that into three counts right there just for one bit of, just for one payment. So that's how they've gotten to 34 counts. But here's the issue. On the first part, Michael Cohen, again, is a convicted liar. He lied to the feds before. He pled guilty to a crime. He's not the most reliable witness that Alvin Bragg can put on the stand. But if they're going to tie this to Cohen's crime, they're going to have to put him on the stand so that he can come out and say, yes, Donald Trump told me to do this. Yes, he handed me this check on this day, this day, this day, etc. But there is a credibility issue with Michael Cohen. The other thing here, and this goes to the John Edwards defense, is that Trump can make several arguments that this wasn't about the election at all. Trump has a prenup with Melania Trump. If he is found to have committed an affair, if, if then if, if it can be proven, then he has to pay her millions and millions of dollars. He didn't want that. Uh, Donald Trump can say that Stormy Daniels was blackmailing Trump, that she was going to come out and say this unless he gave her money. And so he can say he paid that. He, he, there are multiple ways that Trump can avoid admitting to the affair without necessarily you know, saying the affair didn't happen or whatever, but they can make the argument that this wasn't about the election at all, and it's on the prosecutor to prove it. And I think that's going to be pretty difficult. I think it's going to be pretty difficult to do that when, yes, you have the dates and you have Michael Cohen, but you probably do not have any sort of piece of paper, any sort of letter, any sort of email, digital communication, whatever, where Donald Trump specifically says, this is going to ruin my election. We need to put a stop to it. You have Michael Cohen saying that. But you don't have anywhere where it's proven that Trump did it, which makes this a pretty tall order for the prosecutors. That's not to say it's impossible. And again, I'm trying not to be partisan. I'm trying not to. I mean, you guys already know my opinion, all the all this just laying out the facts for you. This is where we are in terms of the facts of this case right now. It looks like they are building the case based on the conviction of Michael Cohen, not a case that was never brought against Donald Trump, which does make the Trump teams fight a little bit harder. But if you are basing this on Michael Cohen, if you are basing this on the fact that you have to prove that Trump tried to influence the election over it, that's going to be very difficult to do. All right, 232-1542, send a message through the KPL app if you like. Your reactions and more of the news of the day coming up here on the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 KPL.
Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5, KPL 232-1542. If you want to be part of the conversation, shout out to a listener, Blaine in Lauraville. You, Joe Cunningham, just needs to leave this radio station. This is a conservative radio station, not a liberal Democrat radio station. You should just get a job with CNN because no one wants to hear you talk down the greatest president since Reagan. So do us all a favor and quit. Thank you, Blaine, for listening. Appreciate the comments, as always. 232-1542. If you want to be part of the conversation or send a message through the KPL app chat, would love to hear from you, even if you think I should go join CNN. I can't go join CNN. I refuse to move to New York. And they they are trapped in the East Coast bubble along with most of the other media. Can't do it. Can't bring myself to do it. So I will not be going to join CNN. Anyway, Donald Trump is on his way back to Mar-a-Lago. He will be holding a rally, giving a speech tonight. This will be a different Donald Trump. It will be, I think, a little bit more of a muted Donald Trump, considering that... Um. His lawyers want to go through the speech. The lawyers want to make sure that Trump doesn't hurt his case at all, so they're going to be vetting his speeches. And that kind of hurts Donald Trump a little bit because Donald Trump is really at his best when he's off the cuff making his funny remarks, you know, things like that, testing out the new material. And he's going to be giving a speech where he makes sure he doesn't hurt his case, so the lawyers are going to be going through it. I don't know they can fully stop Trump from going off script, but they're going to try because that's what lawyers are going to do. All right, let's go to the phone lines if you want to be part of the conversation. Of course, feel free, 232-1542. Welcome to the Joe Cunningham Show. Who's on the line? This is Barry. Uh, Can you hear me? Yes. How are you doing, Barry? Uh, Oh, fine. I just want to say you're very professional in your job. Uh, I, I, I wish you had three hours of program. Uh, I, 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 I really enjoy. Keep going. Don't let anybody sway you. You pr- you present everything, both sides, good, bad, and ugly, and you're a professional at your job. Don't never stop. I can't wait till three o'clock when you come on. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that call a whole lot. That 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 means a lot to me. Thank you very much, Barry. Okay, brother. Keep it going. All right. Thank you. I'm I'm trying. Two three two fifteen forty two. If you want to call and be part of the conversation. So, yes, Trump is going back to Mar-a-Lago, and he will be giving a speech tonight. At the same time that all of this is going on, remember that Donald Trump has raised $7 million in small-dollar donations so far. And I I think this is actually really good work by the Trump team. Uh, They pushed out a T-shirt for the campaign earlier. So as Trump appeared... Uh, before the media, I, I think it was, I think he was walking out of the courtroom or walking out of one room into another courtroom or whatever, where somewhere where the cameras were, cause cameras weren't allowed inside the courtroom. Um, right at that moment, the Trump campaign team pushed out this t-shirt and it's got a mug shot and it's, it's clearly meant to, uh, it's, it's clearly meant to be like, Hey, you know, this is for Donald Trump, you know, buy this shirt, have this mugshot or whatever, knowing full well that they didn't require him to take a mugshot. This was part of an agreement where he didn't he came in, he got fingerprinted, everything. He wasn't handcuffs. There was no mugshot. He wasn't put in jail. Um, this was just a simple come in, hear the indictment, make your plea. That's it. But the campaign is is playing this up and they're they're raking in a lot of money for it. 
which is good for Trump in his campaign, honestly. And we'll see how that continues to play out and how much he, he will be able to, frankly, milk from this in order to keep the campaign going. All right, let's go back to the phone lines. Hi, welcome to the Joe Cunningham Show. Who's on the line? Hi, this is uh, Major. Hey, Major, how's it going? I'm good. I've been uh, I've been away from the radio for a while, but uh, and yeah, I agree with your previous caller, man. You're awesome, um, man. I I just see all of this backfiring just so bad on the Democrats. Mm-hmm. I, I just a lot of their a lot of their um, a lot of their most wise longtime Democrats uh, have advised against this. You know, the people that really know politics on the Democrat side have vehemently been i think working behind the scenes saying look you can't do this this is, this is going to backfire and it will backfire on them i don't know if it'll result in trump being elected president again i don't, I don't know how far it'll backfire but <clears throat> this puts them in a whole new light now yeah. and um I, I only see bad things for that party now with, with with this because they've opened up they've opened up a pandora's box now yeah so it's, it's funny you say that because Politico has a story that was out this morning. Uh, and here's the headline, just to let you know how, how I think right you are in your thinking here. We've seen this story before. Dems grow anxious of a Trump 2016 redux. You have Representative Ro Khanna, far left progressive, saying the last time people were rooting for Donald Trump, he ended up the president of the United States. We've seen this story before. Uh In the story, the writers put, it didn't work out as planned last time. The shock many in the party experienced because of Donald Trump's victory compelled them to pledge they'd take a more sober-minded approach to the possibility of a Trump revival. But they're not doing that. It seems that the progressives, once again, have really made this push, and they're now taking the legal action for the throw-anything-against-the-wall-and-see-what-sticks category of, of prosecuting Trump, right? Yeah, I, I think they're just playing right into his hands. I mean, he is the master at PR and mm-hmm. and capitalizing on PR. I mean, he's the master of it. I mean, yeah. the guy is a top-notch salesman, and this is he's going to take this and he's going to bring it to a giant level in his favor. I I really do think so. It's benefited him financially so far in terms of campaign donations coming in, and I think we're probably going to see more for more of that. Major, thanks for calling. I I. You know, I realize now I haven't heard from you in a while. It's good to hear from you. Thank you very much for calling. All right. Thank you. All right. Let's go back to the phone lines. Hi. Welcome to the Joe Cunningham Show. Who's on the line? Oh, never mind. They hung up. 232-1542 if you want to be part of the conversation. Uh, yeah. And 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 that's really, I, I think, a, a pretty big deal here. This Politico story points out, I think, one of the biggest flaws of what the progressives are thinking. The conventional wisdom is that Donald Trump, once again, is the easiest Republican Republican to defeat because of the multiple legal problems he's facing. It's not just the New York case. It's the case in Fulton County, Atlanta. Um, it's what the DO, uh, Fulton County, Georgia, the Atlanta area. It is what the DOJ is looking into. I mean, the DOJ is now letting people know they are looking at more obstruction charges based on the Mar-a-Lago raid. Everybody's like, oh, he's facing all this trouble. But again, he was considered the easiest guy to beat last time. The media gave him millions of dollars worth of basically free advertising with the coverage they gave him in 2016. And look what happened. Pretty, uh, 
it's it's don't count Trump out. And I think the more the Democrats push for this, the more they are essentially counting him out. All right, back to the phone lines we go. Hi, welcome to the Joe Cunningham Show. Who's calling? Hello. Hey, caller, who's on the line? Uh, this is uh, Will for speaking. Hey, how you doing? What you got? I'm good. I got a question for you. Yeah. Where this indictment is uh, 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 concerned. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's say he... Uh, Let's say let's say you had a relationship with the woman, okay, hypothetically. Yeah. How do they make that a part how do they say that that's gonna have any or any kind of a, a reflection on your on his campaign? How could it I don't see it. So uh at the time Donald Trump because he was uh because he he was Donald Trump was actually making inroads with evangelical Christians and he knew that the campaign knew that, so they really didn't want to lose evangelical Christians, evangelical conservatives, an affair with a porn star might have hurt them in that was the is kind of the assumption they're making. And so under this legal theory, the statement of facts, what they believe happened is in order to not lose the evangelical Christian conservatives, they tried to suppress the story to cover it up by paying Stormy Daniels off. And so in an effort to not cause him to lose support with voters, that's what they're saying is the the in-kind contribution, the, and that is election fraud because it wasn't reported as an in-kind contribution. That's the legal theory there. Okay. Well, you know what? In the words of a, a famous person, that's bull crap because <laughs> nobody said nothing about Monica Lewinsky and, 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 and her partner. No one said anything about all these trips these politicians made uh, to these islands to have sex with these young girls. Mm-hmm. You know, matter of fact, they dropped that completely. Yeah. So, I mean, it's obvious what they're trying to do, right? They just want the man. They don't want the man nowhere near the office. Why yeah. are we falling apart? I, I just I just had to say that. All right. Well, I so appreciate, I appreciate what you're doing. Keep doing it and, and keep enlightening people because, you know what? We, I didn't think we were that stupid in the United States. Apparently, we are. All right, thank you very much for the call. Appreciate it. All right, let's take one more call before we go to the break. Hi, welcome to the Joe Cunningham Show. Yeah, uh, this is Roberto. Uh, I got a question regarding a statute of limitations on yes. this. Has it run out? So, in order for so the the business the 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 business fraud charge the misdemeanor the statute of limitations has run out. But in elevating it to a felony, they have extended the statute of limitations. That's one of the reasons they they try they they wanted to tie it to this other crime, so that they could est- extend the statute of limitations and bring these this indictment against Trump. That's that's part of the reason why they they were trying to elevate this to a felony so they could extend that. Can he not exert his uh, executive privilege and just pardon himself? Um. Well. He at the time, maybe he could have, but that would have uh, but that would have been the admission of that crime, which would not have ended up great for his reelection efforts. And that I think pardoning oneself is a very tricky situation. I don't know the full rules on that. I'm not a lawyer, but that politically and legally seems like it would have been tricky. And. Again, if he pardons himself for an election fraud crime and paying this porn star off, 
He's also opened himself up to potentially violating that prenup with Melania, which would cost him millions of dollars he doesn't want to pay out either. Okay. All right. Appreciate what you do. All right. Thank you very much. Appreciate the calls. Let's go ahead and take this break. We will be back in just a moment. More of your calls, your messages, everything like that. 232-1542. Send a message to the KPL app. We'll be back in just a moment right here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542 if you want to call in or send a message through the KPL app chat. There is another story unrelated to all this that I think you should be aware of. The president of Taiwan. I don't know if the meeting's happened yet, but it either has happened or is going to happen here soon. The president of, of Taiwan, Sing, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Sin Ing Wan, I think is her name. President of Taiwan is going to be meeting with House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. This is coming at a time when China and the U.S., tensions are at an all-time high between the two countries. China is currently, as I mentioned uh, yesterday, China is currently trying to undermine the U.S. dollar. Uh, I think you heard Dan Bongino speaking about that a little earlier today as well. Uh, China's working to undermine the dollar, has been uh, going after other smaller developing nations that had ties with Taiwan, trying to turn them away. Uh China sent a spy balloon over the U.S., did figure eights over military installations, recorded and transmitted information from those sensitive sites back to mainland China. Uh, and the Biden administration has seemingly done very little in response to any of this. And now Kevin McCarthy is going to be meeting with Taiwan's president, which does not make China happy at all. And China will find some way to retaliate around it. You know, when Nancy Pelosi, to her credit, flew to Taiwan, uh, when she left, the Chinese took part in naval drills all around the island, firing missiles, things like that, essentially testing Taiwan's naval defenses. Because China really wants to invade Taiwan. They want to solidify the one China policy. Taiwan sees itself as separate from Beijing does not see itself as part of the Chinese communist regime, does not want to be, and China's like, the hell you don't. And China's going to continue with that uh, with that attack against Taiwan, will continue pushing against uh, Taiwan being able to expand in any way, uh, be able to gain any sort of global legitimacy, and they don't like that Kevin McCarthy is meeting with Taiwan's president. What would be interesting, though, is if Joe Biden or somebody from his administration went to meet with Taiwan's president, and for Joe Biden and his administration to show some backbone against China, which they really have not been able to do. Uh, they've not been able to bring themselves to do that, again, because they don't like an America that appears strong on the gl- global stage. They think that that is actually detrimental to global stability. And you and I both know that the opposite is the case. Thank you all very much for listening. Thank you all for the calls today. 
We'll do it again in 23 hours. In the meantime, follow me on Twitter at Joe P. Cunningham, Facebook.com slash Joe Cunningham Show, and, of course, email Joe at RedState.com. You guys have a great day. I'll be back in 23 hours. In the meantime, check out the podcast version of the show, JoeCunninghamShow.substack.com. Shannon is offsides next here on News Talk 96.5 KPL.